0: Welcome to another episode of the Thwipcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing The Last of Us, episode one and two. This is being recorded on January 25th, so episode three will be dropping this Sunday, which is January 29th. And I've got to say right now, I'm loving the show. I've got separate notes for each episode that I'm going to go over. Things that stood out to me that I really enjoyed. So I'm going to be going through those. If you haven't already, check out my most recent episode. I introduced my top 10 um, Marvel stories in my comic collection. So check that out if you haven't already. Make sure to, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Thwip Media, so you can watch the podcast in video form. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Thwip underscore media, where I will be tweeting news and content release dates and stuff like that. So make sure to stay up to date that way and listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at the Twipcast. So I'm going to get started with reviewing episode one first. So overall, very intense, very gripping. And just to get this out of the way now, I haven't played the game at all, or the second one too. I haven't played any of the games. Um, I'm going into this completely fresh. I've heard like little things about the beginning of the first game, but nothing like too spoilery. Like, it's just been pretty simple stuff. Like, I knew of Joel and I didn't know about Sarah or any of that, but I knew it was about Joel and then the outbreak happens and then stuff goes down. So, that's all I really knew about the game. But I feel like having not played the game before, this allows me to be like more surprised if they are doing a faithful adaptation of the game. Then it allows me to be more surprised um, when certain things happen. And yeah, so getting back into reviewing episode one, it was very interesting. Like the way it opened up with the the news scene where we have John Hannah playing the scientist um, talking about the potential of fungus um, infecting a human so that was pretty interesting and then i feel like it kind of parallels where we are today like i've seen other people say that that like covid has been intimidating on the news everything we've heard about that at the beginning of the pandemic it was very scary and i feel like that's kind of paralleled in this where he's saying there is a possibility of this really bad thing happening obviously covid didn't come to that but yeah i think that was a neat parallel that they added And then also the camera slowly closing in and intensifying the scene. And you can see the interviewer like becoming fearful of um, like maybe having that actually happening. And you see it in his eyes. He's like scared for the future. And then he just stops and he says, we'll be back. And it cuts to black. And I had chills for that. So I thought the opening was very strong and very well shot and done. So... Um, that gripped me right away. And then we got Pedro Pascal as Joel. Um, seeing a Southern Pedro Pascal is interesting, um, but he's very good as Joel. I really like him. Again, I can't really compare his portrayal to what he's like in the game, but he's very good in that role. He's like the father figure. He's protective. He's, he's looking for his lost brother, uh, Tommy, who is played by Gabriel Luna, who I think is a great actor too. But yeah his character's really well done there were some moments that were kind of freaky for me like um when sarah is in the neighbor's house watching the old woman and she's looking for i think it was through her dvds um in the background it's all blurry but you see the old lady spazzing out similar to what was happening when sarah was in school we see the kids hand shaking except the old lady was like fully shaking and That was like the fact that you had that board out in the background, obviously, like the subject in focus was Sarah, but having that in the background kind of distracted from what Sarah was doing. And I just felt like, whoa, okay, this is how it's going to start. Like this old lady causes the whole thing, but I'll explain more later on uh, if that was true or not. But yeah, that scene kind of was freaky. Um, Then we have like the dog that was wincing at her so the dog knows something was going on Then we have the fighter jets flying over the the house when Sarah leaves And then there's the scene where Sarah and Joel are in the house and she's giving him the birthday gifts And I was thinking this is way too positive. So something like is really gonna go down Something's gonna really ruin this moment. And then of course Sarah wakes up. There's the explosions the helicopters everyone's in a panic. There's chaos and then the old lady becomes infected, and then it all goes to hell. So that whole opening sequence was really well done. Um, I did tear up when Sarah was killed, and Pedro Pascal was so good in that part. He acted his heart out in it, and that was a very gripping intro. Again, you had the intro for the interview, then you had the intro to before the Um, outbreak happened. And then it jumps 23 years later. Then that was like, yeah, I'm in the show now. This is really good. Let's keep going. And then we are introduced to Ellie, who is being held by Marlene. Um, She's the leader of a resistance known as the Fireflies. Um, They're trying to overthrow the uh, they call them the Fedra. They're like the um, military, I guess. They're like a dictatorship that's kind of Um, taking over the quarantine zone. And yeah, so Ellie's in there. And then we have Joel um, is kind of taking contracts. He's like trying to find info on where his brother is. Like he wants to find his brother. And then he meets someone named Tess, who I think was a good character too. Her and Joel have a past together. They don't really delve too deep into that, but Tess is being held by someone else. And then she escapes that, but they meet up and Tess tells Joel that um, there's a truck battery that they need to get for their truck to get out of the quarantine zone and find Tommy, which Joel really wants. So they're on the hunt for that, and then we have Tess and Joel uh, going through the sewer. Then they find an infected creature on the wall. It looks like it's just dormant, so it's not really like attacking them. But then They open the door, and they're inside the building where Ellie is. Then they meet, and then they are tasked with bringing Ellie to the West where um, she's being um, awaited, and Ellie's very important. So then the three of them embark on that journey, and then it ends. And overall, the episode was very well done. It's very well shot, very well written. It was written by Craig Mazin who wrote the show Chernobyl. Um, If you haven't watched that, I highly recommend it too. It's very well done. And then, of course, it's produced by Neil Druckmann, who directed the video game. Uh, So him and Craig Mason uh, worked together on the show. But, yeah, Craig Mason did a really good job with this episode. The cast is very good. I really like Pedro Pascal as Joel. Bella Ramsey as Ellie is very good. She's got the, like, wit and like rebellious side to Ellie she doesn't like being told what to do so I really like that and uh, yeah Tessa's a good character I'm really only familiar with Joel and Ellie from the game again having not played it I realized that there would have been other characters in the game but Joel and Ellie were the only ones I was familiar with so yeah it was interesting seeing other people Um, I'm interested to see who else can pop into this I know Nick Offerman is in the show So I know he's going to be showing up at some time. I'm pretty sure that's like episode three. I think I've seen online people have said it's potentially episode three. But yeah, episode one, very solid, very good introduction to this world. And uh, yeah, so now I'm going to talk about episode two. Again, this had a very powerful intro too. It's kind of different than the first one. Um, It opens on a doctor in Jakarta, Indonesia, being taken to a lab where there's a deceased woman that they need her to look at and she was bit and there's like a strange substance inside and the doctor then finds that there's roots growing in her throat which would be from the fungus uh, that is infecting her. Um, Then she finds out that there were others that were infected that were then executed so they didn't want to stop any further spread of the infection. But then she says okay the only way we're gonna stop the spread of this is if we bomb the entire city with everyone in it and after hearing that i was like wow okay she's got guts to uh pitch that right away and then she requests to be with her family and then it cuts and it does the intro And again that was a very powerful way to begin the episode and it gripped me again so then we fast forward to uh present day we have joel and tess working with ellie ellie does have a bite so they think she's gonna become infected soon but she's obviously resisting the infection to overtake her so she seems fine Um, she does say that there's a firefly camp with doctors that are working on a cure for the infection which, at the beginning, the doctor says there is no vaccine. Um, the only way to end this is by killing everyone. So, obviously, the doctors are trying to prove that she was wrong. And they're working on a cure. And then we see the city that they end up taking refuge in over the night. And the cinematography in this is amazing. Um, the, I know, obviously, most of it is CGI, but it looks really good. And it was filmed in Calgary, Alberta. And they actually did use real life locations, like the scene where they're on that like raised highway, that is a real location. And then the scene where they're walking down the street towards the, I think it's the Congress building. Um, Every building on the side there is like taken straight from Calgary, just added roots and vines and stuff onto it um, to make it look ruined. And then obviously they added the Congress building at the end in post, but the cinematography is really well done it really does look like they're in that ruined environment and i guess canada is a good place to shoot that too because there's a lot of forestry in alberta and a lot of this seems like there's a lot of nature around the ruined area that they're in it's boston so very well shot and then we get into ellie digging more into joel's past which he's resisting he doesn't want to talk about it and then we see a clicker horde in the street and seeing that i knew something later on was going to happen Like something's definitely going to happen where someone's going to mess up and all of those clickers are going to show up and try to attack them. And I'll get more into that later, but then they enter a museum and there's a clicker in there and they have to be super quiet. And that moment to me seemed just like a gameplay moment. and I'm sure it was in the game, but yeah, that whole sequence was really well done. The suspense and intensity of that was captured very well. And then we find out Ellie is bit again, but her bites aren't like, overtaking her so it makes it seem like she's immune to the infection uh, which is interesting which means Ellie I guess is essential to what that cure could be like she's she is the cure I don't know but then we see Joel kind of start to become more attached to Ellie like he they have these moments where they're talking but then he stops and it looks like he's thinking like this girl is in my care now I'm gonna have to protect her like I did try to with my my own daughter. So so it seems like Joel is kind of realizing he has to become that father figure for Ellie and make sure she's safe. Even though he acts like he doesn't care about her, I'm noticing that he is kind of starting to show more um, connection to her. So um, again, Pedro Pascal does that very well. So I'm interested to see how their relationship ends up growing um, in the coming episodes. So that was very well done and then of course we get the three of them enter the congress building and we find out tess is infected which then she makes the ultimate sacrifice and she blows up the entire room with the giant horde of clickers coming in and then joel and ellie are on their own so joel has to get ellie to the west and they're on their own so episode two i i really enjoyed it. It was very well done. Again, the cinematography is amazing. The interactions between the characters are very well done. Again, Pedro Pascal as Joel is very good. Bella Ramsey as Ellie, and then Anna Torva as Tesp was really good for the time that she was in the show. And yeah, I can't wait to see more of the cast come in because again, Nick Offerman's coming into it. And uh, I really liked him in Parks and Rec. And I know it's gonna be a completely different character, but Nick Offerman's always good. And yeah, so I'm interested to see where Joel and Ellie go on from here. We know Joel is tasked with taking Ellie to the West and protecting her. And yeah, I'm assuming this next episode is going to be where we have typically in other stories where there's been like a father figure, daughter figure, kind of, they have this conflict, like they both act like they hate each other, but then they grow together and they become more connected. And I feel like that's where this show is headed, is we're going to get that kind of relationship starting to form a bit stronger so i can't wait for that i can't wait to see um, more of this story being developed i'm not completely sure how many episodes are in the first season but yeah so far it's looking very good and i can't wait to see what's coming so that is my review for the last of us episode one and two Um, i will be doing a review of episode three next week after episode three drops on the weekend so stay tuned for that. I am planning a Kang-themed episode uh, coming up next. Um, It might be around the same time as my episode 3 review, if not before, but yeah, I've got some thoughts on Kang that I'd like to uh, talk about, some things that I've come to realize that have kind of like boosted my excitement to see him, so I can't wait to share all that with you all. But yeah, so thanks for listening, thanks for watching. If you are on YouTube, again, follow me on Twitter at thwip_media. underscore media. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Thwip Media, and listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you all next time. Thanks.